Hello. Welcome to the Unspoiled Gamer. I'm your host, Rob, and this is the AC Mars Stat Center, where I, Rob, every Monday with the Twitch chat, go through all of the events that have happened at the weekend. We look at the lists, we talk about the meta, and I'm going to do that in this video so you'll be able to check it out. In parallel with this, I guess, I'm also now going to create a blog post on the OnusWarGamer.com. The link will be down below if you'd like to try and click it. And then hopefully I'll put the lists in there or I'll put lists that are kind of, you know, cookie cutter lists or something. I'm not 100% certain exactly what I would like that blog post to be as of yet. So I'd love you to I'd love you to tell me in the comments below what it is you'd like to see from that blog post. But I'm definitely going to rip out the links and also some of the lists that I really liked, like Rob's top pick or something this week in that blog post. And that should accompany the stats show every single week. And hopefully that'll be a good resource for all of you. Um, let's get on with the events. This week, pretty excitingly, we have 317 players playing from six countries around the world. Wales, USA, Australia, England, Norway, two in New Zealand, and then in England again. So loads of different events, which is super fun. Six hundred, uh, sorry, 317 players, six countries. Uh, so let's get into all of the lists. And as always, if you want to support the show, like, comment, subscribe, and support us on Patreon, etc. Thanks very much. The first event that we're going to cover today is the Old Town Throwdown. A bit, uh, oh God, I've already messed up the intro there. <laughs> Organized by organized by a wonderful person called Gareth. I've got a lot of time and love for him. I've said this time and time again. It was being held in California. California. Um, and sorry about that. And then, yeah, so Gareth was organizing it and had 101 players. I'm not, the chat want me to reshoot the intro, but I think I nailed it, so I refused to reshoot it. Okay, 101 players attended this event. And in the placings, our two five O's at this event are absolutely world famous Gavin Griggles and Tom Guan. Gavin, the most successful Age of Sigmar player, last GHB. Coming in hot with a 5-0, and Tom Guan already back-to-back 5-0s with a third 5-0. I think that's a triplet. That's a tri trindicate. Uh, I'm not really sure how that works. Absolutely incredible stuff. While the two armies that did really well were death, we had an OCR Bone Reaper's army and a Soblight Gravelord's army. Uh, Gavin playing uh, OBR, and then Tom with the Soblight Gravelords. Tom has sent us... A fantastic picture of his fifth round, really showcasing where competitive Age of Sigmar is right now. For the podcast listeners, what I'm describing is just a lot of zombies and uh, direwolves battling it out over three circles in the middle of the board. Absolutely genius top tier play. There, <laughs> as you can see, there's just so much going off. The corpse carts exist and are there. Uh, both characters obviously got a Belladama. Uh, both players. Oh, no, actually, no, only one's got the Belladama, which is quite cute. And it's just some really high-end Age of Sigmar. So if you are listening to this podcast, what I'm describing is a perfect scene, really showcasing skill and acumen in a way that you've not really experienced before. Let's take a look at the list, shall we? Now, Gavin, as you can see here, again, podcast listeners, I'm just going to quickly very describe uh, Gavin in his Team Wales shirt with his massive WWE-style Old Town Throwdown Bell and huge, huge di uh, golden uh, necklace <laughs> and a cape uh, for winning the event was running a OCR Bone Reaper list in the sub-faction Null Myriad, which gives you a 2-plus spell ignore, particularly good, obviously, into the devastating Seraphon force that exists in a minute. In fact, I think it's a good argument to say that if OCR Bone Reapers didn't have this single sub-faction, they might be in a real struggle. Okay, so then we've got Arkhan the Black uh, with his uh, Mortark of Sacrament. So he's just a great spellcaster. He knows all the spells, lore. He can make people have five ward saves. He can make them do exploding sixes on five, uh, exploding melee hits on fives. Just very, very good. Uh, as well as obviously extending the spell range of his spells. Um, Mystic Shield is really good in this army, which is good. Doing that 18 inches is is huge. Then you've got Catacross, plus one save to everyone. Steal a CP off people. Um, make a unit minus one to hit. Absolutely slap enemy units. Heal loads of units heals three units as well arcan also heals three units as well before anyone in the comments gets salty yes you need to roll a three plus to make that happen then he had a mortis and os effector that was his general with a command trait diversionary tactics which adds plus three inches to the charges needed within uh, for enemy units around him trying to charge which is obviously fantastic or is that the deep strike one 
That might I might be wrong. That might be the deep strike one. I'm just doing that off uh, the top of my head. Uh, oh, apparently it is minus three to charge. Thank you. Uh, then he's got the Gothazard Cartouche, which is a plus one to wound aura for melee units. Interestingly, only the Gothazard Cartouche can only be taken on a Mortis and Oss Effector, and the Mortis and Oss Effector is the new miniature they released this uh, year for, well, this book for OCR Bone Reapers. And then he took, pretty excitingly, a Regiment of Renown. Okay, he took Vermeron's Shambler's, uh, which is a corpse car and some zombies, and importantly, they make everyone uh, have minus one ward save around them, which is good. Or enemy units, which is good. And then six of Mortis Guard, which is 30 wounds on a two-up save, with a five-up ward save if you do the, the stuff. Um, two units of five of Cavalos Death Riders, uh, and then the Soul Stealer Carrion in the list. And the Battle Reg, which I think means he's a three-drop, uh, in his list as well. Maybe a four drop because Arkin and Catacross probably can't go in. Uh, maybe. But uh, importantly, uh, as I've said previously, it's going to be really important to be the lowest drop as possible in this game or in this version of the GHB, uh, specifically because uh, controlling the objectives, uh, like, sorry, controlling how the battle plans run is going to be really important in the future. Uh, there we go. Yeah, three drop. Okay, so the other list to talk about that did really well is. Tom Guan's list. Now, Tom, I've described previously as the silent violence. Uh, absolutely love Tom Guan. Now, a lot of people ask where Tom, Gra Tom Guan got this army. He actually got it from 10 different car boot sales is where he got it from. Co like a combined mixture. So instead of painting any of it and wasting his time doing that process, he just went to different car boots, picked up, you know, a Belladama here, some square base zombies there, you know, normal things. Yeah, it's the, <laughs> right, which is good. There's also a picture for people at home uh, who haven't seen, uh, haven't seen what this game looks like and it's it's great. Um, uh, it's, it's a lot. There's a picture from round five where it's zombies versus zombies which is just brilliant. Uh, okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Not a car boot. Obviously, in the US, they're called yard sales. So it was a garage sale, yard sale, whatever it would be called. What's in the list? Well, I think this is Tom Gwan's third 5-0 uh, with this list so far. It's a Vicross Dynasty, which means you can give an artifact to a unique character. And in addition, you have a heroic action to summon a unit of 10 direwolves, which is, of course, 20 wounds, which is super important. Uh, then we've got Belladama Volga, and she's got... Uh, a Gros and then Groslav the Gravekeeper with the Ulfenkarni Phylactery. You should Google what that does. It's pretty great. It's a five-up ward save aura, which is nice. On Groslav, who already helps zombies return to the battlefield. Then there's a Necromancer. There's Torgillus the Chamberlain. Uh, now, Torgillus the Chamberlain has, and Tom is in the chat, and I'm really lucky to have Tom here. Tom said that Torgillus' uh, shooting attack is, and I quote, cringe. Let's talk about why. Togilus the Chamberlain is a zombie, well, he's kind of a zombie, he's a magician, uh, and he has something called necrotizing bolts. Now, what sort of foot character, he's only 150 points, would have an 18-inch range shooting attack, 2d6 shots, force to hit, force to wound, rend one, but damage two? Pretty good, especially at 18 inches. Uh, better shooting than a lot of Stormcast shooting characters have been pointed out in the chat, uh, and many others. Okay. And then there's a Vampire Lord with Merciless Blizzard in this list as well. Then there's two units of 40 Deadwalker Zombies. Sorry, three units of 40 Deadwalker Zombies. Two units of 20 Deadwalker Zombies. Ten Direwolves. Two Corpse Carts. And the Malevolent Maelstrom. In a double Battle Reg and the Andorian Acolyte. So we can get a lot of things. How does this uh, list work? It's great. What it does is it gives you the most miserable time you can ever have. It just moves on to objectives. <laughs> and then you've lost the game and there is other stuff to do as well sometimes you cast some spells sometimes you'll do some other stuff but you roll a lot of ward saves and then you just win the game now it's important to note that uh, tom and gavin are very close friends and both of them have said that just standing on circles is the way that you win at warhammer so uh, i think very soon they are going to be doing a speaking tour where they are going to showcase how this happens, uh, but I'm very much excited uh, to do that. Anyway, those are two five O's. Congratulations, to those. Let's go look at the uh, let's go look at the cheeky four ones, right? I'm assuming we'll see no more Soulblight Grave Lords. In the four in the draw category, we've got Noah Queeno with his Fire Slayers and Taron Burke with his Blades of Corn. 
Reapers of Vengeance. This Blades of Corn doing really well at the moment, and one of the key features of any Blades of Corn army right now is this Bloodthirster of Unfettered Rage and Scarbrand. And then the artifact of power is always Argrath, the King of Blades. Uh, and the command chain is Firebrand, making them her priest. And that's because you turn off ward saves with the Bloodthirster of Infected Fury, who is a support character, really. 330 points. I know it's a lot, weirdly, for a support character. That's what it does. And that's the entire job of that big Bloodthirster is to make Scarbrand go in and fight units that don't have ward saves. Everything else in this list, and all, every version of this list, is just some other way that this player is making that thing happen. Sometimes you'll have Blood Crushers pinning units in, like we saw with Peter Twig. Um, sometimes we'll see, like, Bellacorp being brought in to, like, shut units down, like we see with Owen. In this situation, um, we've seen some pretty spicy additional flavour in Zarashia Bittersoul, who's a Slaves of the Darkness caster, so you can cast a spell. Most importantly, probably cast a spell so that you can do Magical Dominance Battle Tactic early in the game. Uh, then a Bloodmaster, a Slaughter Priest, Claws of Karnak, some Flesh Hounds, all minimum units. One unit of Blood Crushers, as I talked about, probably one of the best units in the game um, right now because they get to move in the hero phase and pin you in for a unit you just don't want to kill. It's just incredibly boring to kill them and they're going to shut down one of your best units. Uh, then a Cockatrice for shutting down your opponent uh, from charging, uh, from being able to hit your army back. Rathax, Hexagon Skulls and Bleeding Icon all in the list. Uh, for doing a like you know doing the pieces that they do and shutting stuff down uh, so just a great list and I think you know right now if you're dealing with a corn army you want to try and work out how best to apply damage to Scarbrand ASAP problem is it's incredibly fast this army is very fast when it wants to be Scarbrand can be in one portion of the board and then in pretty much the other portion of the board if it wants to be uh, when the corn player decides then the fire slayer list being played by no now no's been doing really well uh, like just loads of different events. I think he was playing Stormcast before. Now he's playing Fire Slayers uh, and has been playing both. Um, he's got a real cool army in the Greyfield. He's got two Flame Keepers, uh, which were the you know the little miniatures that they released when they released the Fire Slayers book. And they, whenever units, I'm sorry, models, Fire Slayer models around them die, or maybe any models around them die, they tick up a little like um, a little pot. And when that pot gets full, they get to apply all those bonuses to the different units. And then there's a Rune Father, a Rune Master, a Battlesmith, um, who's got the four rally in the army with a Norsidian icon with the Spelling Nor, and then you've got the Grimhold Exile. So the Grimhold Exile is a new miniature new rule set that was, was released with uh, the Dawnbringer Crusade stuff he's one of the harbingers and he gives the army run and charge which is obviously brilliant for what is a fairly slow army they obviously can make the one turn they can go much faster uh, by hitting the runes and then there's four units of ten Volkite Berserkers two units of uh, Hearthguard Berserkers and then the runic firewall and Grimrath Berserker is in here as well so there's just a lot of wounds on the board each unit that you fight is going to be able to fight you back quite nicely obviously you've got command abilities to fight in their phase there's just loads of stuff happening with this army it's very tough to deal with in a combat meta and it can fight a lot of stuff which is just brilliant so congratulations to both those two people right looking at the four ones we've got some uh, famous people and some good names uh, we've got robbie bear steinberg with an ocr burn reapers no myriad list uh, which there are going to be many of those uh, and it was great so wanted to him alex jerome with a fleshy accords morgan grand court list this had loads of ghouls as we talked about right now because of the ghoul update that you got in the harbingers book where they're auto wounded on fives in addition adding things like hoarfrost plus all the extra attacks that you can put in to the game you can end up with some crazy flesh eater courts builds we talked about in the flesh eater courts review that i did recently on youtube go check it out tad baton with his gloom spike gits uh, let me go find this for a moment because it was super fun, uh, which is good. He had Gloomspite Gits, he had a Dankold Trog Boss, a Fungoid Cave Shaman, two Web Spinner Shamans, uh, one with Blizzard, obviously. Uh, he's also put notes on all of his lists because he's a legend, love that. Two units of six Rock Gut Trogoths, uh, three Fall Waters, um, and then ten Point Rock Bounders, Malevolent Maelstrom, Loon Skin, Scuttletide, Spell. And then he had uh, a couple of Battalions, importantly, and Dorian Acolytes. I would say Gits are in a great place as a book now. They're very, very strong. They've got good recursion, like all of the top armies, Soulblack Gravelords and OCR Bone Reapers. But um, it's a little bit more nuanced. Only happens in the opposing player's turn. Only happens in a Loon Shrine, a bunch of other stuff. Uh, they've got really strong units still as well, which is good. 
great access to grand strategies and battle tactics. They've got some good ones in their list. They've got cheap wizards for doing great spells like Merciless Blizzard on the Web Spinner Shamans. And then they've got really tanky units like the Trogos. And then they've got great, you know, counter charge pieces in Boingrot Bounders, which are super cheap still at 300 points. Uh, that And that doesn't include if you wanted to run all stabber lists and shooter lists. Gits are in a really good place at the moment. Um, and it's great to see. Uh, so well done to Tad Baton. Matt the Nuge. Love this guy uh, with his Beast of Chaos. Also winner of Best Matt at the event, which is an important title. Congratulations to him. Uh, with his Dark Walkers army. Uh, so we're going to talk about that for a moment just because Beast of Chaos, Dark Walkers, and it's pretty standard. A Doom Ball with Beastial Cunning, so you can Deep Strike outside seven. A Great Brave Shaman, and then a Beast of Chaos, Sangor Shaman, then the Nine Ball Gore. I would say this is pretty much a cookie cutter Beast of Chaos list at the minute. And. But it's very, very underrepresented. Not many people are currently playing this list. We saw it loads at the Age of World Championships, but not many others. Maybe because it doesn't do well into zombies. Not too, not too sure. However, thinking that through, Matt's gone for a slightly different build, which I love. Ten Ungor, ten Ungor Raiders, and he's got two more. He's got thirty Ungor Raiders, basically three units to ten. Then the kind of weird picks that he's got: a three Beast of Chaos Slangor Fiendbloods, two units of six Enlightened. But those Enlightened. Uh, on foot now i think the reason matt is taking the fiend bloods is what he wants to do is try and push away a screen out from the opposing enemy and one of the ways that you could do that maybe is with more ungor raiders but for the very cheap price of 130 points you can just send a melee unit in to wipe out a screen or something else make it so your opponent has to deal with some of your units on the board like the zangor enlightened on foot as well they could do the same job until eventually you put all of the ball gore into the enemy and destroy their key pieces. It's quite fun, quite an interesting build, uh, and well done to the Nuge for doing so well. I really like that. Benjamin Hoskins with an absolutely great Slaves to Darkness Kabbalist list. He got himself a unit of 40, uh, not 40, a unit of 20 Chaos Warriors with the Mark of Nurgle, then another unit of 10 Chaos Warriors with the Mark of Nurgle, a unit of 6, and a unit of 3 Varangard with the Mark of Corn, and then two Chaos Sorcerer Lords, all in Cab sorry, three Chaos Sorcerer Lords, all in Kabbalist, just playing classic old school hammer and anvil just nurgle broys at the front getting slapped up and then varangard marker corn charge at the side absolutely lovely to see aaron newbomb newbomb can't forget the name will never forget the outfit that's what i say running idnet deepkin fresh off the heels don't forget of the idnet deepkin last week with all the sharks doing so well um, absolutely, uh, Mr. Armstrong just doing excellent. Uh, Aaron uh, taking that on as well, uh, taking two units of six Alapexes, a Leviathan, and a unit of three, uh, sorry, a unit of six eels as well. That's going to be 24 D3 shooting attacks at over 24 inches before you ever engage in combat, which is pretty amazing. Between two units of three sharks and a unit of, uh, and one Leviathan, they're also pretty, uh, they're pretty non-susceptible to an alpha strike which i think is one of the great reasons to have a leviathan in the net deepkin army because you get the plus one save from cover but also the plus one save from the turtle which doesn't count as cover so you get plus two to your save without ever having rolled a dice so when your opponent is trying to charge at your sharks or trying to you know charge at your uh, leviathan you're in a really solid place so really really fun uh, alexander gonzalez running a blaze of corn army very much like what we've seen previously instead of he's replaced scarbrand uh, as the power piece that you push around to do some damage and instead it's a unit of 20 blood letters bunch of other corn units in there as well they're just very hard to pick apart corn armies but just loads of priests doing spells and then eventually that support bloodthirster uh, pushing in loads of blood letters which is fun uh, benjamin chamillier uh, with his soul grave lords right dynasty literally straight out of the tonguan playbook loads of zombies corpse cart right dynasty two five at war bubbles doing all the damage and then ryan inman with his first four one tim burr is all i'm gonna say tim burr and he was running a game breaker a war stomper and a kraken eater uh, so three big gargants in the sons of behemoth army breaker tribe but he brought the rabble rouser battalion uh from the uh again from the harbingers book so this now means that we've seen three different harbingers at this event doing really well so those new rules and new middle models from games workshop really helping the rabble rouser uh but like it makes all of the monsters in the army run and charge so as if gargants weren't fast enough now they're running and charging and hitting you straight away which is pretty amazing to be honest uh, and then that is everyone at the event absolutely 
uh, everyone at the event. I hope they had a wonderful time. Gareth's a great TO. And I personally think things like Old Town Throwdown are probably going to go from straight strength, strength, strength to strength. I hope everyone had a great time. Our largest event this week is Blackout Number 7, organised by the lovely Mr. Chris Tomlin of formerly the Blackout Podcast. I uh, had 101 players. Uh, I actually got the bit that I said earlier wrong where the Old Town Throwdown was 90 players and then Blackout was 100 players. So I was sorry, I just... The, the links I got the links wrong so that's my fault so it it is 100 players and the largest event this weekend which is pretty cool uh, and we have three five o's at this event Christopher Carmoose now Christopher is an amazing human being and a fantastic player and is also one of the current world champions uh, being part of Team Denmark who won the Age Sigma World Championships World Team Championships this year which is great and he was playing Sylvaneth at that event at this event, though, he is playing OCR Bone Reapers. Uh, and as you can see, he's written notes on his list as well, which is cool. All of these lists can be found on Stats and Ladders, which is an alternative um, uh, place to run events and look at this, which is super fun. And uh, so Christopher was running a No Myriad, and then he had Catacross Arcus, Arca, Arcan, a Mortis and Bone Shaper, six of Mortis Guard, some Death Riders, three units of five, and then the Male Malevolent Maelstrom. I don't really think I need to go through this. Just Christopher is a fantastic player. What's also really fantastic for him personally is to travel over from Denmark, come over to the UK, come up to one of the biggest Age of Sigmar events in the UK that we have every year. I think the biggest we now have is probably War in the Heartlands and take the event out. So this is pretty rough for the English scene because not only are they losing the World Championships, they're also now losing events to the foreign invaders. Uh, <laughs> or our visitors, actually. So, Christopher, congratulations to you. Andy Hughes with a 5 over with Soul Black Grave Lords list. And while it is Soul Black Grave Lords, it's not quite what we've seen with all of the zombies. It's got Nagash in it in the Legion of the Night, a Vampire Lord, a Necromancer, 60 zombies, 2 times 3 Fellbats, a Corpse Cart, and some Banshees. I think the best part about this list is probably the Banshees. Being able to do the Spell Ignore in AoE is really good, especially as an ally. I think that's really fun. And Nagash, obviously, is as good as Nagash ever was, especially for shutting down a bunch of Andorian stuff, which I think is good. Uh, and then Stephen follows with the Soul Black Grave Lords list, again, making it very different. Leads of the Night, White King on Skeletal Steed, Manfred von Karstein, and another White King on Skeletal Steed. Battle line of three times three Felbats, and then two units of ten Black Knights, and then three, oh, sorry, three units of ten Black Knights, and then two units of five Black Knights. So we did talk about this kind of on an Age of Sigmar show a few months ago, like when this, well, whenever the Soul Black book came out, we were talking about it in the chat, one of those things we didn't put on YouTube or as a podcast, and we did say that eventually this would be happening, and we would be seeing this Black Knight meta. A lot of Mortal Wound impact hits uh, coming from this army, which I think is really interesting. Steven is a fantastic player, um, and he also recently ran a really massive event, uh, started to become a little TO in the UK as well, so that's great, love to see that, so congratulations to him. Uh, yeah, and the counter charge with the Black Knights in this, as Owen is saying in the chat, I was about to talk about that, is very, very good. It's a lot more wound impact hits, and then it's a lot of retreating and charging, basically. So just very, very good, so congratulations to all three players. Uh, while it is death one, one two, and three again, uh, at least the two different Soulblight Grave Lords lists are very different to each other and different to the ones we've read out before. So it does really showcase that Soulblight Grave Lords probably is too strong a book anyway, uh, but the width of the book, like how many units you can take, is pretty wide. And all of the people who have won with it so far have been world class players. So congratulations to everyone um, in the 5 0 bracket. The list of four ones does not stop being exciting. There's just so many interesting, weird, and wacky lists. Now, obviously, this is a big event. And therefore, uh, you don't have to necessarily always play all the tough opponents going in. So you generally tend to end up with some like, you know, some variation, which is fun. But it's nice when an event is that big, you can see that. And there's some really great list writers uh, doing it. The first two examples, Chris and Laurie, both excellent list writers. So Chris, uh, with a really fun Eidneth Deepkin list, uh, with uh, just a variety of stuff. An Achillean King, an Eidolon of Mathlan, an Ishran Tidecaster. Uh, then he had 20 Thralls, 10 Reavers, 6 Ishlingard, and he did those twice. So those are the defensive heals. And then you have 5 Heartrenders, and then the Avatar of Cain as an ally. Some honestly pretty wicked stuff in there. Heartrenders obviously for dropping down in an army uh, that doesn't really have much motion until it gets into the mid-game. Um, then he's got the Avatar of Cain, which honestly, God knows why that's there. Uh, 20 Thralls for doing some fighting and some Reavers for doing some shooting. Uh, everything else, uh, he's honestly blowing my mind, so that's great. Uh, that's probably backed up by Laurie's list, which kind of maybe makes a bit more sense. Uh, Hosar Khanum for an auto-unbind 1, 3, and 5. 
And then he's got Karas Fate Weaver and then a Magister. And then he's got a Gaunt Summoner of Zinch. And now the Gaunt Summoner has got Hoarfrost and the Magister's got Arcane Suggestion, both of which are quite important because uh, Arcane Suggestion can be the minus one to save or uh, it can make it so you can't receive or uh, distribute command abilities. Then two units of 10 Karakakalites, three Screamers of Zinch. And then for his first ally, he's got a unit of 22 Bliss Barb Archers. I think it's fair to say that getting rid of screens can't be that easy in Zinch. You do have lots of shots if you're taking horrors, but not necessarily good shots. And Bliss Barbs will do that job, as we see in Sinesh Armies. But his absolutely outside pick is this unit of six Ogroid Theradons. So these are from the Slaves to Darkness book. And if you take them in a coalition inside Disciples of Zinch, you are going to be able to give them a five-up ward save, which I think is quite nice. And also, uh, one of the things you're going to be able to guarantee is the charge roll, which is pretty good as well. So you've got a fairly fast unit that will do quite a lot of damage. And don't forget, since the Battle Scroll update with Coherency, this unit can go wide and doesn't have to be three by three as it did previously, which is pretty interesting. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I, and then the Burning Sigil is each, Geminids of Orgish and the Umbral Spell Portal. So uh, Umbral Spell Portal, obviously super good at range. Geminids, obviously broken. And then Burning Sigil is each is just very good because you get to auto cast it in the first turn and start to shut down your opponent's uh, movement if you can roll the four up, which is nice. So shout out to Laurie, that was great. Mike Wilson, uh, now this is very much like uh, what we saw last year from Jeffrey Mazura when, so over from in the Netherlands, the captain of Team Netherlands. Uh, we saw this put on the table already, but I think um, this probably has got even more play, very much like Fleshy, of course, lots of attacks. Daughters of Cain, Drachy Ganeth, and he's got Hag Queen on Cauldron of Blood, Another one, a Slaughter Queen on Cauldron of Blood. Two High Gladatrixes, which massively buff. Witch Elves, then he's got a Blood Rat Medusa. And then he has two units of 30 Witch Elves, two units of 10 Witch Elves, and then two units of Heart Renders, and then the Life Takers. Now, it's fair to say that you already get a lot of battle tactics for the Daughters of Cain. They've got some great book ones, and they've got access to some okay ones from the core book. Uh, and now the Witch Elves are going to do the job of making sure they can fight on circles really well, which I think is is super interesting. So well done to Mike. I think that's a great list, and it's really nice to see it in the meta. And also well done painting that many Witch Elves. Dan Arnold, Daughters of Cain, uh, Keltnar, different sub-factions being pointed out in the chat, thank you. With Marathi Cain, Ameliusite Iron Scale, 15 Blood Sisters, 10 Blood Stalkers, 5 Blood Sisters, and a bunch of Heart Renders. Same thing I said before. Um, but this is slightly different. The Blood Sisters uh, are going to do a ton of damage. And we already saw Daughters of Cain go 5-0 the other week. So a Daughters of Cain back really does feel like it, uh, especially with two of them on a 4-1 bracket. David Towsey, the published author, award-winning author, an absolute all-round great guy with his OCR Bone Reapers list going 4-1. Uh, it's just what you would see previously um, for... Uh, it's, it's got Cat Cross... It's got Arcan, it's got a Bone Shaper. Uh, it doesn't have Arcan actually, it's got an Os Effector, a Bone Shaper, and it's got six Immortus Guard, six Stalkers, a unit of Morgast Archai, which is kind of like the fun pick at the minute. Um, Chris Huji on a 4 1. Honestly, Chris, I have no idea what this list is about. This blows my mind that you went 4 1. I think you might be one of the best players in the world. Uh, he was running Eternal Conflagration Zinch, which I have not read out in a long time. He's got Bellacore for shutting down the opponent big hammer units. He's got a Fate Master. Uh, and then a Gaunt Summoner of Zinch. And then he's got six Flame of, Z of Zinch in battle line, which is mind-blowing. And uh, he's also got an Exalted Flame of Zinch. And then he's got 10 Pink Horrors, holding objectives, 10 Karakakalites. And then he's got three Zangor Skyfires and three Enlightened on Disc. Double Battle Regiment. The man is a genius. I don't know what he's doing. Talking about geniuses, Greg Shelton, Soulblight Gravelords, hitting the 4-1. Uh, he's got himself a Degash, a Vampire Lord, Loads of zombies. I think he's got himself a hundred zombies, a corpse cart, eighth void pendulum, umbral spell portal, and malevolent maelstrom. Uh, Greg, just a great player, pushing around a great army. Nagash, just a really solid piece, and loads of zombies for board control, which I think is great. Uh, then we've got Mike Pooley with his Gloomspike Gits. He's got a tank called Trog Boss. He's got Scrag Rot, and then he has two Wurgold Prophets. I just want to point out that he named them. Crazy Joe and Crazy Steve, which I love. 20 million clan stabbers, two units of six rock guts, two units of five boing rock bounders. So just a kind of classic tank and spank. The rock gut trogos are a great front line for being hit, and then you hit them back really hard. Boing rocks pop over the top. Do a load of damage from the Wurgold Prophets, obviously, as well, which I think is absolutely uh, brilliant, and I love that a lot. 
then we've got Aaron Boyan with his OCR Bone Reapers, Catacross, Bone Shaper, Death Riders, Immortus Guard, two units of six. Uh, shout out to Aaron, excellent result. Adam Mumford with Silverneth, pretty rare. Harvest Boon, a Warsong Revenant, Gotrek in the list. Now, Gotrek's great. If you want something that's going to get rid of six Immortus Guard on an objective, I reckon Gotrek has got the, he's got the money in his pocket, which I think is fun. Uh, then he's got nine Revenant Seekers. Don't forget, this is Sylvaneth, so you've got Strike and Fade. They're also really fast as well, so you don't need to rely on the Twelleport. The Twelleport? The Teleport, which I think is fun. Uh, and then you've got two Gossamage Ar uh, Sorry, a unit of five Gossamid Archers and some Tree Revs. What I really like about uh, the Gossamid Archers, obviously, is shutting down your, your opponent's ability to like move into the mid-board, like Foxes used to do, and then being able to charge over the top of the Revenant Seekers the whole time you're trying to avoid Gartrek while also taking damage from the war song pretty fun list thomas bastian with another 4-1 for daughters of cain looks like they are back xanthikai he's got blood rat medusa a high gladiatrix slaughter queen on cauldron of blood 15 blood sisters which are the fighty snakes 10 more blood sisters which are the fighty snakes some witch elves and a unit of doomfire warlocks as well so it just looks like they're back back on the board which is fun uh owen jackson uh with his beast of chaos and with an impressive sports score uh <laughs> doom ball Great Brave Shaman, Bellacore, Nine Bulgore, and then 50 Ungor Raiders uh, with some Ungor as well. In a battle regiment, absolutely just taking names and drop and just, you know, uh, controlling the game. It's one of my favorite lists at the moment. Me and Owen have been talking about that a lot. I think it's really good. Uh, Christian Robertson with his Slaves to Darkness army running uh, Knights of the Empty Throne. He's got a Chaos Sorcerer Lord, a Gaunt Summoner. And then he has 10 Chaos Knights of Nurgle, another 10 Chaos Knights of Nurgle, and then a bunch of Varangard, and then some Zangor Enlightened on disc for a classic tank and spank, which I think is fun. And the final 4-1 at this massive event is Sons of Mahomet. So we've got a Kraken Eater, King Broder Gatebreaker, and a bunch of Man Crushers with Geminids. So a pretty diverse 4-1 if you think about it. Yes, Soulblight, Grave Lords, and Oceart Bone Reapers uh, featured in there, but we also got Sylvaneth, Daughters of Cain, Beast of Chaos, Sons of Bohemia, Gloomspite Gits, uh, and Zinch. Oh, and Ideneth Deepkin. So seven, I think six or seven factions in there, not including uh, Osirak Bone Reapers and Soulblight Gravelords. So nice and diverse. Just definitely there are some armies missing in that mix, and some of those armies feel like we see them a lot, which is fair. Our next event is the Bathurst GT over in Australia, organized by Crutchhammer in New South Wales. It was happened right here at the Panthers Barthurst Arena, I'm pretty certain. And 41 of the finest Australian uh, Warhammer Age Sigmar players battled it out to be the champion. But the champion was Thomas Oliver. That's who it was, congratulations to him. And he was he was a bit of a blast from the past, going back to 2022. He was running Magikin, Nurgle, Drowned Men. He had Bellacore on his list, which is an obvious pick, so good. A Lord of Afflictions, with overpowering stench and split horn helm again uh you can't do command abilities in a certain range and a four up ward save i'm pretty certain and then gut rot spume and then he had four units of two four units of two puscoil blight lords don't forget uh, they're going to get the pre-game move uh, they have got a load of wounds they've got a great armor save the whole army's got a five up ward save and then finally 20 rot my creed for adding in all the delicious extra disease points across this army super fun um and a bit of a blast from the past but that would look awesome on the tabletop and i'm sure it's great fun to play congratulations uh i mean it's just really tanky moves forward grabs objectives is really fighty as well actually because uh, it does a lot of attacks so congratulations to thomas for doing so well in the four ones we've got a bunch of very fun lists terence voller well, just making a lot of people cry. He's got Hedonites of Sinesh Army in the Pretender's sub-faction. Don't forget, that means you get a lot of CP, but also you get to do a lot of command abilities. Most importantly, you get to do all-out attack three times or unleash health three times, uh, which is pretty nice, especially when you consider he's got Bellicor in the list and then 88 Blissbarb Archers, four units of 22, uh, which is a lot of guys. A lot of guys, and then he's got a unit of Bliss Barb Seekers, so that's something like 160 shots in each shooting phase, just blotting out the sun. 
which is pretty amazing as well. Then you got Bob Van Emmerich with another Soulblight Gravelord's Army, but it's different again. Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon, so good. A Vampire Lord, another Vampire Lord, Manfred Von Karstein. Then Deadwalker Zombies, only 10, only 20 this time, so barely any. 30 Death Rattle Skeletons, a unit of Fell Bats, 20 Grave Guard, Malevolent Maelstrom, and some Grave Tide. So, very different. Again, like not loads of zombies, just some zombies. Uh, Carriage and Overlords, uh, from Barrack Zon was being played by Christian Bug. I'm going to read through these now and then I'll read through the list. Um, Anthony Margot was running Gloom Spike Gits. Uh, so, oh, Bagro, sorry, that's uh, Coach. So, AOS Coach was running Gloom Spike Gits. Craig Anderson with his Slaves of the Darkness. Jake Gunning with his KO. And then Jess Perkins with his Gits. Uh, now, what's fun about both KO lists, so Jake Gunning and Christian Bug, is they were both running tons and tons of Balloon Boys. It's the Balloon Boy meta. It's like, it's like, uh, yeah, it's like, it's good. It's the Balloon Boy Summer. That's what it is. Barrack Zon, Ad Arcanaut Admiral, an Aether Chemist and a Navigator. Then he's got a Gun Hauler, two times six Sky Wardens, three times three Engine Riggers, and two Frigates with the Purple Sun. The other version of this is, again, Barrack Zon with an Admiral, a Navigator, and then three times three Sky Wardens, two times six Sky Wardens, two times three Engine Riggers, and two Frigates which is great. Love that. Um, I especially like the Frigate meta. I think it's really good. I think it's a little bit more engaging, probably, than the Thunderer version of KO. And they're running loads of Balloon Boys around, Always Strikes First, getting out of boats, doing some fighting. Feels very good. Also very fast and mobile as well, which I feel like you maybe need to be in this GHB, uh, which is pretty fun. So congratulations to both those two guys. Um, Going back and looking at um, Coach's Gloom Spike Gits list, uh, he again flipped the script a little bit and didn't just hyper-optimize into um, having all of his uh, army be Gloom Spike Gits. And instead, I'm just trying to find the list. I don't know where I've put it somewhere. He had Big Drog Four Kicker. There it is. Scragrot, Squig Boss, a Fungoid Cave Shaman, a Madcap Shaman, a Loom Boss, 40 stabbers, 20 stabbers, and then 24 squig herd with a gobblepalooza and some sports black fanatics. Now you can get an absolute mental amount of attacks from the sports black fanatics on, uh, on and also the buffs you can get from the gobblepalooza on the moon clan stabbers. And then the big drop fork kicker can just go and stand on objectives like everyone else can, uh, which is great. The other Gloom Spike Gits list that we saw do well because we did see another one being played by Jesse Perkins. Uh, he wrote notes on his list, so Jesse, you're great. Well done to Jesse. He was running Jaws of Mork. He had a Loom Boss on Magla Squigs. He had a Squig Boss, Grint Crack, and a Fungoid Cave Shaman. Two of those. Then some Squig Herd, some Squig Hoppers, some Moon Clan Stabbers. And then he's got Grint Crack's Loom Core and the Gobblepalooza, Malevolent Moon, Gemlids, and Malevolent Maelstrom. Now, a good thing to say about Jesse's list, obviously, and all Gloomswake Gits lists is the recursion in this army is crazy talked about that already the recursion is just probably too high in age sigma at the minute anyway uh but this is really good and obviously fight on death from grint crack is just absolutely amazing uh and congratulations to oh and craig anderson with his slaves to darkness that's one i nearly missed shout out to him so he was running slaves to darkness demon prince archeon never seen archeon in a while so that's awesome chaos sorcerer lord and then two units of three varangard sorry three units of three varangard all with a mark of corn. Uh, so that is a very aggressive, very aggressive army in Knights of the Empty Throne. Lots of high armor saves, lots of amazing damage, a very fast army running across the board and then charging in and then fighting twice in most cases and knowing if you get the turn uh, next thanks to Archeon. So just absolutely brilliant. I uh, hope everyone had a lovely time at the event. Quested Champions Heat 4 happened at Sanctuary War Games over in uh, Sutton in Asheville. It's a great venue if you've ever been to Sanctuary War Games. I, do, I can't recommend it more. The event was organized by Dan Buchanan, and we had 22 players playing to be the champ. The champion was Mr. Dan Bradshaw of Team England. He was running a corn army, and it's very similar to the corn armies we've talked about before. Um, where you have the Bloodthirster and Fetid Fury with the loadout of Firebrand and Argath, the King of Blades. And also Scarbrand is in the list. But the bit that's a bit different to what we've seen previously is a unit of 30 Blood Warriors. Don't forget they've got uh, the ability to do um, two 
of the murder rolls uh, when they go in, but most importantly, they have a throw-up base armor save, which with bronze flesh will make him a turp armor save. All that defense will make it a turp ignoring round one on 60 wounds, which do have access to a four-up rally. So you're going to be able to put five back each hero phase, which is pretty nice, especially if you can uh, remove the models at the front, do your murder rolls, then rally, then push them back in with murder lust, which you can do. Kind of like think of it as an unending wave. Um, we'll take up a lot of board space as well, which is fun. Then some blood reavers in the list. Um, and then everything else is, is pretty much what you would see. Uh, from a corn list. So well done to Dan. Congratulations to you. Great player. Plays loads of events and does really well all the time. Looking at the four ones, uh, this is a decked field. Considering there's only 22 players, there is a a hefty, hefty uh, set of players. You've got Mar Wildman running Soul Black Grave Lords. Uh, he was on a bunny run because, uh, as you can see, uh, he lost his first game, so he did the big sub, uh, which is nice. He was running a Soul Black Grave Lords Legion Night Army with double zombie dragon. Some zombies, some skeletons, and then 20 grave guards. So three threats there. But those zombie dragons are so difficult to kill, uh, which is great. Uh, you've got Richie from Team England, like Dan, um, with his flesh eater corpse, Morgan Grand Corps. And so this will be Nagash, uh, the Abhorrent Arc Regent, loads of crypt ghouls. Don't forget, this is the army uh, which can bring back more ghouls than actually died. So 30 ghouls died, but 45 ghouls get replaced onto the board that doesn't include all of the ghouls or even beast flares that you summon nor does it obviously uh, also impact how many attacks you can add onto those units which is a lot of attacks uh, which is really good and obviously Richie is a fantastic player um, so he's going to do really well and then Sam Rayner with his Blades of Corn Blood Lords army and Sam actually really mixing it up which is super fun playing Blood Lords so we're blood the um, blood letter focused Bloodthirst from Affected Fury that isn't the general, so actually changing the shape of the game here. Then he's got a Bloodmaster, Slaughter Priest, and Blood Secretor. Herald of Corn on Blood Throne, though, is, is, is his general. Uh, and then he's got 20 Blood Letters and two units, and then a unit of 10 Blood Letters. Then he's got loads of Blood Reavers uh, and then some Wrathmongers. So he's just looking to do a ton of mortal wounds and damage from those Blood Letters and then also heal a bunch back into them, which is fun. And he's still got the Bloodthirst from Affected Fury as a support piece i hope everyone at the event had a great time congratulations to everyone there. our next event takes us to maybe our most northern event in the whole of the age of sigmar calendar the king in the north 23 organized by eric lanes love that guy uh in norway so it's very very far north it's in tromsa um which is just super far north if you want to go google it uh, and actually it's it's located here in this red hut at the very top of the world, which is cool. So uh, somehow, amazingly, 20 players managed to traipse that far north uh, and get up there and play. And our winner of the event was Giv Deld, uh, organizer of the 2D6 Gaming Club much further south in Norway, uh, and just a super great person anyway, one of the Norwegian team uh, players. Uh, and he's running Sanashian Pretenders. He's got the Contour to Pit Me with what I consider to be the standard loadout, which is a Strength of Godhood, Crown of Dark Secrets, and the Universal Spell Law Flaming Weapon. Uh, and then Sigvald, the Prince of Sinesh, and then Belakor, the Dark Master. 55 Bliss Barb Archers, a unit of Slick Blade Seekers, and a unit of Bliss Barb Seekers. So you've got some shooting from the Bliss Barb Seekers, making the Bliss Barb Archers uh, all basically get an additional plus one rend, so plus two rend. Belakor for shutting down the big problems. Uh, and then Sigvald uh, and the Contorted Epitome doing a ton of damage. So just some, uh, just a great list that works really, really well, piloted by one of the better players in the world. Shout out to Stein Garder, running Soul Black Grave Lords Legion of Blood, and Eric Lanes also for both going 4 1. Congratulations to both of you. Uh, and I hope, I would love to make it to King in the North one day. It looks amazing so far, so far in, in the heavens of the earth. It's so not far north, which looks wicked. Uh, but it's so fun that there's Age of Sigmar happening there. It's really cool. Happening uh, in Pittsburgh, in Pennsylvania, and the event venue is an old fire station, an old, old wooden ship. Uh, and this is the Fabricators Forge venue, which is super cool. Just looks really nice. Looks like a really nice place to play some games. And a couple of people in the chat uh, over from the USA are saying that it is really fantastic. So if you do get the chance, if you're somewhere located around Pittsburgh and you want to go, uh, the Fabricators Forge is a really nice place it looks like to go to. Anyway, 
there were only uh, there was only 13 people playing at this event, uh, but the event was won by a person who's won several 5-0s. Uh, this not this JHP, maybe this JHP, uh, but with his OCR Bone Reapers army, Michael Rausch, or as I know him, Swaggy Shadow Sword, uh, and he was running OCR Bone Reapers crematoriums. That's right, Nagash Ark in the back, a Soul Reaper, then two two lots of ten Mortec Guard, and a unit of Cavalos Death Riders. Now, what's quite fun about um, Mr. Swaggy Shadow Sword is that he's kind of like quite far into the OCR Bone Reaper train. He already did the uh, the Mortec Guard build. Um, he, and then they changed up how a Harvester works. Then he ran loads of Death Riders and went 5-0. And now he's moved over into being um, kind of a Nagash still in crematoriums, which no one else plays um, with Arcan and Mortec Guard. So he's gone back and hasn't just gone no myriad. Uh, so that's really fun. And uh, if you get the chance to talk to Swaggy, he's on Twitter um, about OCR Bone Reapers, he'll chew your ear off. And he's, he's got, he knows loads. So that's great. And what a great list. Super fun. Uh, and again, very different to what we've seen uh, previously. Uh, looking at the rest of the event, shout out to Rob Moleshine uh, with his Sons of Bohemian Daker Tribe for getting the 4-1, which is excellent work to him. Uh, a big war fan. And now he's over to being himself uh, a Sons of Bohemian player. So great, great work on his part. Our next event takes us over to one of our two events happening in New Zealand this weekend. The Donkey Kong 2023 Age of Sigmar event, organized by Alex Michael and happening in Christchurch, Canterbury. Uh, located here at the Walston Club, uh, which is pretty cool. Now, our event uh, wasn't very big, uh, so we didn't even have a 5-0, but we did have a 4-1 in Victor Stewart with his Slaves to Darkness army. And what an army it is. He's running Kabbalists, so uh, more dominant spellcasting, Chaos Sorcerer Lord. He's got two of those, and a Chaos Sorcerer Lord on Manticore. So Chaos Lord on Manticore. Then he's got Thedra Skullscryer and a Chaos Lord. And then he has Chaos Lord on Karkadrak. Two units of ten Nurgle Warriors for taking and holding objectives. And then four Chaos Chariots. Chaos Chariots are crazy cheap in the game right now. They're only 80 points. You can build so many Chaos Chariots, like ten, and you still have only spent 800 points. So four of them makes a load of sense. Very, very cool. Uh, then he's got two units of ten Split of Fang, and then some nine Untamed Beasts, and then Lakwan the Soul Seeker to teleport across the board. Uh, and of course... Um, he's got demonic speed and lots of his army and his chaos sorcerer lord has got hoarfrost and the other one has got merciless blizzard for a 3d6 cast spell on the big spells hope everyone at the event had a lovely time shout out to all my friends over in new zealand hope you're having a wicked time there our last event our last event is the ragnarok aos iron man which is five 2000 point games in a single day five 2000 point games in a single day organized by russell taylor um, uh, which is uh, fun and it was located here uh, amazingly inside this phone shop on this high street which is a crazy place to hold an event but you know it is what it is uh, we had uh, eight players playing at this event and it was won by Mr. Benjamin Sava with his Soulblight Gravelord's army uh, on his comeback tour and he was running Legion of the Night with Nagash the Supreme Lord of the Undead uh, Vampire Lord an abhorrent arc regent as an ally and then six fell bats and two units of three fell bats which you've seen be very commonly be battle line units in a minute it's quite fun it's a nice little trend two lots of 10 uh, two lots of 20 dead walker zombies and a spell portal malevolent maelstrom and the eighth avoid pendulum so very similar to the list that we saw play at um go for one at the big event blackout uh, as well so nagash really seeing his time in the sun which is interesting because he's a zombie or a bone daddy feel like he wouldn't really want to do that then then looking at the rest of the event we got phil sprignall the balloon boy himself balloon boy balloon boy uh going 4-1 with his carriage and overlords and just as always just a special shout out to dom for probably winning best sports in third place just what a great human being pretty crazy those eight people wanted to play five games of 2000 point age sigma in a day but congratulations to all of them for doing it that concludes the age sigma stat center this week and what have we learned this week well we learned that Tom Guan needs to stop taking so many zombies out there. Yeah, definitely zombies are too good. Like, zombies are too good. Uh, but all of the players that did well at all of the events are either international players, um, you know, or, I mean, I mean, pretty much across the board were international players. And that's pretty crazy. So I think there's something to be said about when you read these things out, they seem like they're really strong. Also, the same person keeps going to the same to more events and winning with those as well. So while we did read out loads of Soul Black Gravelords and we read out loads of um, 
loads, loads of OCR Bone Reapers. It does feel like death is very strong. It feels like it's recursion that's really strong. It's the bringing units back uh, because it's multiple different Soulblight Gravelords lists as well. There were like, there's, there's loads. There were like just three at one event. If we look at Blackout as an example, they're all very different. Uh, so I think that's something we really need to remember before we like, you know, shout from the rooftops that this thing is broke. I mean, my thumbnail will say that, but like, that's important to note that, you know, we can ignore that. Um, there were loads of other armies that were doing well. A Daughters of Cain back, that's amazing. We saw no Incarnates this week, which last week I was like, oh my God, Incarnates are back, you know, and now they're reincarnated, <laughs> uh, but they're not back because I saw no Incarnate list, which is fun. Loads of different Zinch lists, which was weird and wacky and wonderful. Uh, we saw Daughters of Cain come back, which we talked about, and they were all different as well. We had loads of Witch Elves, we had some stuff. We've got some multiple different Ideneth Deepkin lists, like some definitely very shark heavy, but then we saw some weird and wacky lists on that as well. We saw KO lists that weren't using Thunderers and were using all combat pieces, which was fun. Gits had their time in the sun. Gargants had their time in the sun. We saw some Sylvaneth. Gotrek. I mean, listen, if you want to deal with some Immortus Guard on an objective, just put Gotrek there. That feels like a great shout from uh, from Adam, which I think is interesting as well. Um, we haven't seen any Stormcast, though. So that is a good point. And some of the armies are missing. We saw Sinesh doing really well. Um, uh, yeah, there's definitely definitely some really interesting stuff out there um and you know the meta seems to be in a really interesting place also let's also just point out that the game is still as in this ghb is still really really new you know these battle plans are new and different and people are still learning them people may have lost a game or two games because they just haven't played that battle plan previously which i think is fair as well and the difference between the people who consistently go to events versus the people who don't is going to be quite broad because you may have already been to three or four current ghb events playing against someone who's never even played that battle plan that puts you in a very different kind of category to the other people um so you know uh, that's something to think about as well because we're still early in now talking about stats i know that ziggy has said that he's going to put the stats dashboard together so we're going to get our first look maybe next week at what the actual stats look like for the game meta representation will be something that's really interesting as well because while we haven't seen any stormcast doing well we also haven't seen many stormcast play which i think is the important part to talk about we have seen lots of some armies play and there's a good conversation about it being the production meta being the reason it's really easy to build ocr bone reaper armies it's not actually easy to build zombie armies so it's crazy seeing those it's definitely not easy to build bliss barb armies so it's crazy seeing loads of those uh, so the production meta is also going to be an interesting factor right now I will say also to point out that we're seeing regiments renown in some of those top lists, which I think is interesting. And we're also seeing those harbingers from the recent release also making Fire Slayer's armies better, um, and, you know, making all of those different armies uh, work quite well. So that's quite fun as well. Uh, any guessing to the worst army right now? No, I can't really say what that would be at the moment. I feel like Skaven, but then Skaven did well last week. It's quite interesting. Iron Jaws did okay this week. Uh, I really like, um, I really at the moment like anything that's trying to beat up all of the zombies. So I think that's fun. So uh, if you've enjoyed the show, uh, thank you very much. And I hope you could subscribe to the Unspoken Patreon or, you know, just leave comments and, and those things. That lets you me know that you enjoy it when I do this. If you listen to the podcast, thanks very much. Please leave comments and subscribe. See you guys soon.